Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by Guardian Nation. Guardian Nation is the community for devoted gun people focused on guarding themselves, their families, homes, and communities. We hope that you'll check it out and consider joining. Whether it be for the monthly training and drill videos, discounts on products in their store, the monthly Guardian Nation Live broadcast with top industry professionals, or the quarterly box of hand-picked Guardian gear, there's something for everyone in becoming a member of Guardian Nation. Check it out at GuardianNation.com. Hey, hey, Amy, how are you? Hey, Em. I, I feel like I'm doing better than you. <laughs> how, how are you feeling? Uh, better. I don't think I sound as manly as I did yesterday. <laughs> I know. I have to apologize for that. When I talked to you on the phone and I was like, am I talking to Emily? I don't know who this is. You did this- sound a bit more manly than normal, but I knew you had a cold. So you've got a different host for today. If anyone doesn't realize. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just all that traveling and then I don't know. Maybe we just had too much fun in Chicago. I think that definitely could be a problem. You know, we've been too busy bees. We just, both of us just got back from Chicago. Uh, we were actually speaking. I don't know if you guys checked into the Second Amendment Conference. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But Emily and I got the opportunity to go to this. It's the, um, it was a second annual, why am I forgetting the name? Alternative, alternative Mass Media <laughs> Conference. <laughs> That's a mouthful. It is. And so it was really kind of cool because what the, what they did, they brought together all of the people that were involved in some form of media mm-hmm. where their platform was pushing the Second Amendment forward. Right. And so we got to do the speech on young platformers, uh, young podcasters. And I thought that was pretty cool that they asked us to come and speak and give people some tips and tricks if they wanted to have a podcast and what they need to do. How do you think we it were- went? I think it went well. I think we were the only people really talking about like podcasting, really. Um, yeah, no, we yeah we were uh, YouTubers, bloggers, uh, people who do I guess more like radio, like syndicated mm-hmm. radio, um, and then people who kind of just run their own like uh, influencer type channels uh, across different social media. But I thought it went pretty well. Uh, the questions that people asked uh, regarding just you know working with the podcast and how to get a podcast moving and, and exposure were really good. And, and hopefully everyone got some beneficial information from it. And I mean, it definitely has been a interesting ride this past, uh, I guess, almost a year now that we've been doing this, working through, you know, different technical difficulties and oh, yeah. us being in different states and then having to work with guests. So we definitely, I think, had some good uh, points to uh, provide those people. Well, for sure. And I think, too, on another level, it, it was – it was good to me to go and to hear all these other people speak because I think what it just reiterated to me was that, you know what, when you have an important message to share with people, share it. Find the platform that works the best for you. There are so many alternative ways to get your message out nowadays. And podcasting, gosh, if you would have asked me a year ago, 
if I thought we would be having a podcast, I would have said no, because I would have thought it was so, it seemed very overwhelming and very daunting to me to get a podcast started. Now, we are extremely fortunate to have people backing us up and helping Mm -hmm. us with the Concealed Carry Network. The, you know, they've taught us a lot on the, and done a lot on the post-production side and just really helped guide us along through all of it. But really at the end of the day, you just have to have a program, a mic, a computer, some, some good earphones, and anyone can have a podcast. You know, so if anyone in the audience, you guys are looking at ever getting a podcast done, uh, I would just encourage you to, to get out there and to do it. And sure. that's, you know, we all have something important to say. And so just start speaking it, speaking up, speaking out for that truth and um, just get it done. So right. I think for us, it was just so easy to just in terms of content because it really was just more of a, another avenue for us to extend our mission and, and, and talk with other people out in the industry and just kind of keep reiterating, you know, things that we believe in uh, so much. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's not bad that I was in Chicago. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny that we were doing this gun. It was the gun rights <laughs> policy convention was going on at the same time as the as AMCOM in Chicago. Right, where you we you can't carry, and as uh, you learned, you can't even have your taser there. Oh my gosh! Okay, ladies, can I just really fast double stress how important it is to know the your city and state laws <laughs> prior to entering a state with some form of self defense tool? I mean, you're talking about Chicago, which has one of the the most violent crime rates in right. the entire country, right? And as I found out, I couldn't take a firearm, obviously. Uh, they didn't recognize my Texas concealed carry permit. And then, but I was like, great, that's fine. I've got my taser defense pulse. I've got my Kimber pepper blaster. I wasn't even going to try to bring a knife into, you know, the, the state. <laughs> I was like, but for sure, my taser and my pepper blaster will be okay, right? Like I have to have some form of self-defense. We were going to be going downtown. We were going to be exploring the city. Right. Well, lo and behold, I found out very quickly that no, a taser isn't even, a taser or a stun gun. So I couldn't take my yellow jacket stun gun case. I couldn't take the pulse. I couldn't, I wasn't able to take any of that. So my best option that I was walking around in Chicago with was, of course, my Kemper pepper blaster. Now, if someone calls me and tells me that that also is illegal in in Illinois, I'm going to be really sad. Luckily, I didn't get um, in trouble for that. So they didn't confiscate it at the airport. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that, you just have to read the state laws that you're going to. That's just the most important thing. And from my experience, and I'm sure you, you've experienced this too. I mean, is like they don't make it. They don't make it simple. They're no. writing. They're they're writing those things to confuse you on purpose. Absolutely. So you just have to do your best to decipher and. Well, go, that go that was what. what was the problem for me. I actually did take. I I I couldn't get my. I wasn't going to try to get back through uh, Chicago with my taser. I actually was able to get my taser into Chicago. But what I found out was because the laws were very confusing. So it sounded more like if you're a resident there, you're not able to buy or possess a taser. Mm-hmm. But it was a little unclear about, um, you know, it, bringing them into the state. So I, I at, once I got there, I was like, eh, you know what, this isn't safe. And I ended up like having to throw it away before I even went to uh, the, because I was like, if I, if I put that in my bag, like there is no telling. I mean, even when, when they check your bag, right. I don't want to take the risk of it, which is no, really stinks. So. That, that, you, that could be uh, you ending up in jail. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and be careful too with pepper blasters and, and mace because there are some states and some cities that won't allow you to carry that either. You know, you right. can get, everyone harps on Chicago that they have horrible gun laws. It's impossible to get a gun. It's not impossible to get a gun if you're a resident there. They just make you go through a lot of steps. You can't even purchase ammo or purchase a firearm or possess a firearm or ammo unless you have uh, the federal or the firearm ID card. And so apparently this firearm ID card also applies to stun guns and tasers. So you you can possess them. You can purchase them, but you have to go through the process of actually getting that FOID uh, card in order to, to possess them. So, you know, then I guess you hope for the best and hope that nothing happens to you. Well, that's when you got to bring your situational awareness into play and have that mindset because you always have that. Yeah, you do. And, and you absolutely do. And that really kind of brings us to what we wanted to talk about today mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we talk so much about this and I get questions sometimes from some of my friends who don't understand why I do what I'm doing and why right. I'm really so heavy on advocating for women to take their safety in their, into their own hands and be responsible for their own personal defense. And they, you know, a lot of them ask me, well, you know, are you just paranoid? Is, is this, just, why do you have to run with a gun every time you go out on a run when you're exercising, when you leave your house, why do you always have your firearm with you? And I'm like, all you have to do is open up the news and read what's been going on. And so we, we kind of wanted to talk about that today because we wanted to set the record straight. I know that we say that assault happens all the time. Mm-hmm. The murder rate is high. Violent acts against women happen all the time. And we're not making that up. So we wanted to highlight, um, it, it's kind of a heavy topic because it's actually really sad what's happened over the last right. three weeks. But there's three specific incidences that have really stuck out to me. Number one, because um, two of them involved girls that were running. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that is the sole purpose why I created Alexa Athletica exactly. because I realized, you know, women, when they are running or when they're working out or they're wearing active wear, they have to have pockets and places to store things or they're not going to carry a self defense tool with them. Well, and that's what we've learned. I think that's something that we know from speaking to women and getting feedback through the podcast and through both of our brands is that if there isn't a viable way to carry something, they're not going to do it. Absolutely. I mean, that kind of goes for anything. The more difficult it is to do something, we're probably all just not going to take the time to do (laughs) it. Nobody likes hassle. Nobody likes the hassle. No, we really don't. And so, yeah, so I I wanted to start, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of these stories Um, if you have just look at it from a new perspective, take in the information that we're telling you, and hopefully you'll see the importance in taking responsibility for your safety because you just don't know who's out there. There are crazy people in the world Mm -hmm. that don't have a rhyme or reason as to why they want to attack you, assault you, cause harm, bodily harm to you. And because you cannot read the minds of every single person that you pass, on the streets, you, the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And, like, and so, go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? I was going to say talking about the most recent one, which happens to be here, happened here in DC. Yeah. And- I was, yeah. Go ahead and share that story of what happened because this is, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. So a girl was running in a neighborhood that I frequent a couple times a week. It's a popular area in the city. She was running uh, one evening and a guy came up, stabbed her. She stumbled into a local uh, restaurant or retail establishment to get some help um, and then ended up, unfortunately, later dying at the hospital. And that was Wendy Martinez. And she was on her 
run from what I understand and what I heard on the news and read, you know, she ran this route routinely all the time. And it's just, it's sad because this is happening all the time. And it's scary because when it's happening in a place that you frequent and that you go to, you know, my husband and I are down in that area all the time walking that, that same street, those, you know, those same blocks. And it just, it, it kind of brings, I think you back to reality, be like, Oh yeah, this stuff is happening and it's happening in my neighborhood. It's can happen anywhere. It can happen any time of day. And this, and this person that stabbed her was, it was a totally random Mm -hmm. violent act. It's not like this was a domestic dispute or this person had been stalking her for a while. It was literally just this person decided to cause harm to somebody. And she unfortunately was the one that they chose. Right. And thankfully there were nearby, um, cameras from businesses and I think a couple homes in that area had like some outside like cams that they were able to kind of find this guy and eventually uh, capture him or I don't know where they found him but they he's I believe he's in jail now or waiting for sentencing or, or something like that but at least they found him. Well, and I know like like many women a lot of times when we start to do something over and over again. And we, we have never been harmed before. And especially when we have these habits of going on the same routes or running in the same places and we feel, it's almost like we fall into this mindset that we're completely safe because nothing has ever happened to us before. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing, like uh, they were interviewing people, uh, people, women uh, in that neighborhood on the news. And, and it was infuriating to me because a lot of those women kept saying the same thing over and over, but this is, but this is a safe neighborhood. This is a safe neighborhood. And I, I can understand that mentality, like in a relative sense, like I, I get like, it's not, a, not every place is a hundred percent safe, but you get that idea of, well, this is where I live. This is where I fre- frequent. So it should be safe. But like, that's just not, that's just not accurate. It's just, it's not some, that's the mentality that people need to get out of. And, and I'm not, and it's not about saying that you need to live like in this like scared world, but it's just, you are living in a downtown city. Things are happening. Things, you know, we have, you know, people, I mean, outside my door, we have robberies happening and I live in a nice neighborhood in DC and these things are happening because it goes back to evil people, people who want to commit crimes are going to do them when they need to do them, however they want to do them without any rhyme or reason. And I can't stress enough that just because you carry a self-defense tool with you does not mean that you are walking around terrified, in fear, being paranoid that somebody is going to jump out of the dark shadows, attack you and cause harm to you. But it truly does give you a peace of mind to know that if you have a self-defense tool and you have the training to back up how to actually use it should a situation arise and you are practicing your situational awareness, it's going to minimize the fear. It's going to minimize the paranoia and truly instill to me a sense of confidence Mm -hmm. that you can take care of yourself no matter what the situation is that arises. And it give you that, that, that fighting chance. Right. Right. And you're exactly right because none of us are naive to think that just because we have these tools in our bodies, that means that we're going to win 100% of the time. There are some things that you can't, you know, out of your control. Right. If someone depending on how they attack you or or what's going to, there's just some things that you can't, you can't foresee coming. I mean, as much situational awareness as you have, you know, all it takes is, you know, a millisecond, a second for something to happen. Mm -hmm. 
but it, you need to have something to give you that opportunity. You do. And it's so easy now. Now there are self-defense tools that are small enough to keep with you. Um, you know, you've got, uh, you've got several ways to carry these tools on your body while you're exercising and while you're running. If you guys haven't picked up the latest issue of Recoil Magazine lately, they, did, they just did their entire last issue on active concealed carry. Mm-hmm. And so they give some really great options for what to do, with, whether you're going hiking, whether you're going running, whether you're going um, just out, out in a walk, out and about, you know, they, they are great. Uh, Becky Ackley did a really good article for, yeah. I think it was Women's Outdoor News mm-hmm. who's, who focused specifically on running. Becky and I bonded over that, our love for running and be, and running outside. I don't like to run on the treadmill. I don't want to be confined to a gym to just sit on the treadmill unless it's really cold outside. Uh, But, you know, running on a treadmill is the worst. It's the worst. (laughs) You're not going anywhere. Um, And so, you know, she just did an excellent article. Check that out. Um, It's for Women's Outdoor News. And she gave some really great options as well. And I know that a lot of the options that she recommended are available to purchase on concealedcarry.com, which is great. So it, it is easy. You may have to do, we're trying to make this as easy for you as possible. Take out some of the research you know, and having to go and to find mm-hmm. these things. Um, but I mean, yes, if, if you don't own a pair of Alexos, you should own a pair of Alexos because honestly, exactly. we've, we've made it easy for you to have places and, and spots conducive to carry truly whatever it is you want to carry. Right. If you choose a firearm, great. You got three places to do that. If you want uh, the pepper blaster, if you want other things that are smaller, you have nine pockets and nine places to put those things and to keep it on your body. And, and I, I think sometimes we take for granted how important it is to keep things on your body and keep them concealed. Mm-hmm. But even concealing a cell phone might actually save your life. Right. Because if you think about it, you know, the story that comes to my mind that really hit home and close to me because um, I run on rural roads is the Molly Tibbetts story. Molly Tibbetts uh, was a student at Iowa, I think Iowa State University, went out on this four to five mile run every day, like four to four to five times a week at least, in the same area, these beautiful back roads of Iowa. And I guarantee she felt very safe because it was isolated and because there, there weren't a lot of cars. And that's the place I, I would go do the same thing all the time because that's where I could clear my mind. I would go out there. I love being by myself. I love not having to worry about all the cars and everything. Right. But at the end of the day, her running out on the rural street actually ended up being what you know, got her, her life taken away from her, unfortunately. So um, if you're not familiar with the story, she had gone out on this route that she'd gone out every day for years. And that was the one day that this guy decided that he was going to rape and murder her. And, you know, Molly was out there by herself. She did have her cell phone with her. And the way that the story reads, if you read the news article, was that he had followed her a couple of times, turned back around, came back. And when he parked his car, got out, she did have time to take out her phone and, or to hold her phone up and say, I'm going to call 911. And just by doing that, that enraged the guy even more. And he ran after her, was able, obviously, to get the phone out of, out of her hands and um, then proceeded to murder her and throw her body in a cornfield. Right. And they were not able to find her body for, I think it was yeah. a, a month or two yeah, after, it, it, after was, it happened. It was a while. I, I mean, just absolutely 
devastating and terrifying. But at the same time, I, to me, like it's, it's so sad that a lady would have to alter what she wants to do and where she wants to go to get her daily exercise in just because some man might do this to her. Right. You know, like, and that's the thing, like, we, you know, we all go out for our workouts and especially the runners. I don't run as much as I probably should just because I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but when I did run, <laughs> like, you know, you get into that, into kind of like that Zen spot of like, you're the endorphins are releasing, you are, your mind is getting clear, you're just feeling like really good and hitting that pavement. And I think that's where, you know, you get into that zone and you start to, possibly lose sort of kind of like your awareness as to what's going around you. And, you know, what we don't want to be like, well, you can't have that. But at the same time, you do need to kind of not let yourself get so complacent and get so zoned out that you have no idea what's going on. I mean, I even, I, this is the lifestyle that we preach and I live in the city and I'm walking, you know, all around and taking public transportation in there. And I don't, you know, I don't listen to, I don't have headphones in when I'm commuting or outside. I don't talk on the phone. My phone, you know, is in my uh, pocket, but there are times where I can walk a city block early in the morning and all of a sudden I'll be like, I have no idea. Like I wasn't paying attention to anything. I don't even know where my mind was. It was just one of those things. And I, it kind of freaks me out. I'm like, Oh crap. Uh huh. That that's the one block. That's the one second where I'm just not even alert that something could happen. And yeah, let me, absolutely. You know, make sure that I'm a little bit more aware. I mean, we all fall, fall guilty of that. I mean, that's just, just the kind of way, the way it is, but we just need to be a little bit more alert and, and start taking measures to protect ourselves. And I think that, you know, when we preach about women taking responsibility, it's not, we're not saying that it's these women's fault that these things are happening. To not them. at all. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, shouldn't we put, shouldn't we put the onus on, on the attack attackers? Well, yes, we should, and we can, but we can't do that until they're caught. How are we supposed to do that ahead of time? Well, exactly. We are already putting laws in place that say rape and murder are illegal. Right. We're already telling these people, hey, you're going to be held responsible for this. We're already putting the responsibility on them not to do it by putting more laws on the books. And as we all know, people that are going to commit crimes are not really caring what the laws are that are currently on the books. It's not stopping them. So because we cannot stop every evil person from fulfilling every evil intention that is in their heart, the only thing that we can take responsibility for is ourself, Mm -hmm. is our own safety. You're leaving it in the hands of somebody who could be minutes away from you. Right. You know, and because of that, to me, it just makes sense to to take personal responsibility for yourself, for your safety, as much as you possibly can. And then, you know, if these things happen, yes, the, the, these men that committed these crimes, that murdered these women, they're going to be held accountable. I mean, they're going to go to jail for the rest of their life. I don't know if they have a death sentence in their in their state or not, but like right. they're going to go away for the rest of their lives. But wouldn't it be great to not even get to that point mm-hmm. that we have to hold them accountable and punish them? Like, let's just maybe take care of it bef- beforehand or right. do something about it beforehand. And, um, you know, the, the last story, like these aren't just two isolated incidences. We just got another report last week of the, another girl in Iowa. She was a top amateur golfer for the college that she went to, decided to go out and 
get some practice in at the golf course in a very nice suburban area where she lived. Very safe. We're going to say it again, this Mm -hmm. quote unquote safe area where I'm sure she's golfed hundreds of times before, but she decided to go out, not at a crazy hour, around nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. And this guy just snuck up on the golf course and murdered her, threw her body in the pond. And And that's the one, like, I know you mentioned that much, but I didn't hear that one. I don't know if that one made um, any real, real news. If so, I'm- I mean, it made like CBS news. It made- um, you know, I'm trying to, it made Time Magazine. It, okay. No, I mean, like it's definitely making, making US News, New York Post, Reuters. Well, and that's the thing. I, I think a lot of times maybe we, A, it's, it might not have been headline news. It might right. not have been the main story that they sure. focused on by any means. And then sometimes I think it's very easy to hear the news in the background and skip right over these things that happen, maybe because we've become conditioned to it and we're hearing oh, it sure. so much. Oh, here. But we're not making this stuff up. It used to be we could quote Dateline stories and HLN forensic files and all this stuff. And, you know, we could say, look, this happens all the time. But now it's making it's making mainstream news on a regular basis. Right. You know, this is no longer just isolated accounts of this happening. And so, ladies, we want you to stay as safe as possible. And so one thing, you know, we were very firearm heavy last week, last couple of weeks, actually, hitting on some great concealed carry tactics and tips. If you weren't able to catch those episodes, go back and listen to them because we talked about the four pillars of concealed carry. Uh, we talked with Hannah Billadu from SIG about mm-hmm. some great conceal carry firearm options that are easy to conceal. Uh, They've got high capacity, low weight, just some really good options. So go back and and listen to those episodes. If you are looking for your first firearm, or maybe you're looking for a new conceal carry firearm. Um, However, I wanted to focus today on non-lethal options. You know, getting, we've got a lot of girls that listen to this podcast that aren't of the age yet where they can conceal carry. Then there's a lot of other women who just haven't truly made that decision yet that they even want a gun. Right. And that's perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And we want to make sure that we get you the information that we can. So Emily put out a great article a couple weeks ago um, about several non-lethal types of self-defense protection. And I, I just wanted to go over and highlight a few of those today. Obviously, people, please go back and read this article. If you're not following the Style Me Tactical blog, just go to stylemetactical.com. You can even sign up for her newsletters there on the website. Thanks, Amy. You're welcome, girl. Um, and I was just looking at your site today, actually. I was like, it's just so well done. You do such a, it's aesthetically pretty. <laughs> you put relevant information up there. Thanks. I know you spend a lot of time on your blog. So, okay. In doing this article, what were the, the top tools that you want to talk about from a non-lethal standpoint? Well, yeah, the, the post is really good. And also, you know, I, the class I was supposed to teach at CarryGuard was going to be all about non-lethal uh, self-defense tools. So one of the, or a couple of the things that I was going to talk about or that I recommend, and I think a couple of them you and I are, you know, pretty advocates for is the Taser Pulse, um, which is shaped like a, I think you and I prefer that because it's shaped like a firearm. And for me, that's kind of like, there's a little bit of muscle memory there. I, I'm used to how to, how to grip and hold that. Yeah, that is, you know, 15 foot uh, radius or distance between you and attacker, it shoots to like electrical nodes that basically freezes up an attacker's muscle, uh, 
neuromuscular. There's neuromuscular a, yeah, there's a incapacitation. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Um, but it's also um, a stun gun as well that um, you can uh, place directly onto a, an attacker. And Which is great because it buys you some time. Right. I mean, that's it, what really most of these tools are going to do. They're going right. to buy you time and buy you that distance that you need. And then there's the Kimber Pepper Blaster that we both love. Again, I think we gravitate to those firearm style tools, but for instance, you know, the taser uh, brand also has the bolt, which is not in the shape of a firearm. It's Mm a, uh, I don't even know what to call that shape. (laughs) I don't even know what it is. It's like a handle. It looks like just a handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Works the same way, but then there's the Kimber Pepper Blaster and the Kimber Pepper Blaster has the one that's shaped like the firearm. And then they have, I think a normal like square. It almost looks like a pager kind of, uh, style um, device. And then the yellow jacket stun gun case. I like that a lot too, because it is a stun gun. And there's a lot of places that people, I don't think realize that you can, that you're not allowed to take a weapon. Like for instance, I go to a lot of hockey games and you go to, you go through metal detectors and I can get my stun gun cell phone case through there because they ask you to put your phone in a bin and not go through the metal detector. So yes, I'm not technically allowed to bring it in, but I do it because it's something is better than nothing. And then another one that I haven't really talked much about, um, and it is in that post. I need to update that post because there's a a newer version. It's called the um, DAD2. It's the defense alert device. And this is a, it's a combination of a uh, pepper spray and GPS device that you actually, it's not a, it's not meant to be a concealable tool. It's something that you kind of strap to your hand. And if you get a good look at it, um, you'll see that there's a lot of people who like runners will now carry their water bottles. Like they have that like hand strap. It kind of looks like that. You have no idea what it is but it syncs up to a network of contacts in your phone, people who have this app, and it sends out a GPS alert to um, anyone from that location of where you're at so you know where you are. And it also um, has pepper spray functionality, and it also has a flashlight. And I really like that for especially younger girls who can't carry or maybe like runners as well. I know you want to be hands-free, but that kind of stays in your hand. Um, And it's Strong enough that you could use it as a striking device. Awesome. Um, I love that for girls that are going to go across campus so by the, themselves. In a, interesting enough about that specific device. I mean, I could talk a lot more about that and maybe uh, I probably plan to do a post about it. But there was girls in Italy who had this device and they were being one of, they were two of them. One had the device, one didn't. The One of the girls who didn't have the device, a guy came up and started like harassing her. Her friend who had the device took it out, uh, sprayed him with the mace, and then also alerted um, using the GPS. So the next, by the time her mom woke up, her mom was in the States the next morning, had like 15 like messages about like this, something happening, needing help or whatever. But they got it, she got taken care of. The whole point is like without this device, that story could have ended horribly wrong. And That's she was terrifying. all the way in, she was all, all the way in Italy. Does it so, does it alert 
Is it hooked up to um, kind of like a security system where it's hooked up to like 911 or emergency help as well? No, I don't think so. I think it's... So then your poor mom is just stuck waking up, not knowing. The the point is it's going to alert people within your contacts who can then alert. And then it's going to also, if you have the app, alert people within a one mile radius of you who have the app. And then they can choose if they want to Gotcha. Yeah. I think the problem is if you end up igniting or not igniting, but like initiating that call, that GPS call, you don't want to be calling 911 every single time someone accidentally um, do that. You know, so I was talking yesterday, I um, was doing this photo shoot. I'm on the board of this nonprofit organization called Empowered, which empowers, it's a college program. It's a 501c3 for college programs where they do education, training, and equipping to help um, college girls know how to defend themselves and just start thinking about all these things that we're talking about. And and one of the girls that's involved in it is finishing up the, at the police academy. So I was, I was talking with her about the options of using a taser. I was talking about my taser defense, mm-hmm. the pulse, and and my pepper spray and all that. And you know, I was like, okay, so once you tase somebody. Does does the neuromuscular incapacitation subside immediately, like right after you take your hand off the trigger? I mean, like, how does that work? And she said, well, you know, law enforcement, there's the effects last for five seconds and then it stops as soon as you, you know, you're done and you, pre- you undo the trigger. So I was thinking, I said, well, okay, so if you're in a situation, which is a better option? Is the taser a better option? Is the pepper spray a better option? Because I, I didn't actually know that the taser only lasted that long. But the taser that we have has a is, is good for multiple cycles. So you could pull that trigger again and it sends another set of those electrode magnets. Oh, it does. It's, I knew it had multiple ones. It only shoots two at a time or what? It only shoots at the initial shot. It shoots two of those probes. However, that elect, electro... Yeah, I'm gonna say that magnetic current that it's going to send, you can do it. You can do it in 30 second like cycles. That's good to know. I mean, hopefully, I shoot it once and I run away. You know, right. yes. and that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, I, I put myself in that situation. Like, okay, if that was me and not Molly Tibbetts out there, and this guy, you're on a rural street. Okay, so you tase him. And then you run away and you only have what, like a five second head start on him if he has a car, you know? So then I was thinking, okay, well, maybe the taser's not the best in every single situation, you know? Then I started thinking, okay, well, mace and pepper spray actually can blind you for a good 20 Mm -hmm. to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, you might save yourself a little bit more time going with that option. And I'm not telling you what you should, what you should carry, but just know, know the effects of the tools that you are going to carry. I definitely think there's a place for stun guns and for tasers Mm -hmm. and for all that, you know, maybe, maybe, you come to the conclusion that you need multiple tools with you, you know, for multiple situations. I don't know. I don't know what's, what's best for you. Whatever, based on like whatever you're comfortable with and what you feel is going to work for like the situations that you need or that are, or your lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to give a shameless plug right now for Alexo because we are an active wear line and we do provide pockets. But all these tools that Emily's talking about, the the taser, defense pulse, the pepper blasters, the, you know, the obviously the one you run on your hand, you keep that on your hand. You don't have to keep right. it on your body. Um, but we do have places to conceal things. Uh, like I said, we've got, depending on which pants you get, seven to nine pockets that you can put 
everything, even your cell phone. It is good to conceal your cell phone. Mm-hmm. I've always thought if someone grabs me and throws me in the trunk, but they see a cell phone in my hand, they're going to take that phone out of my hand. Right. If they don't know I have it on my body, who knows? You might have a, a chance to make a phone call. You know, I don't know. These are all the things that I honestly think about like while I'm out on my run. And not in a crazy way. It's just I think through every, right, every yeah. one of these situations, you know? And so I want to conceal as much as I possibly can. And that's why we put so many pockets in so many places. You can keep your keys there. You can keep your credit cards, your IDs, whatever you want. Um, but any of these tools are going to fit in there nicely. And so you have options. Please don't think anymore that when you're going to work out or maybe you're one of those people that just lives in activewear. Maybe you don't actually go and work out, but you want a functional activewear line that is going to actually be able to help you keep all these tools on your body, keep you hands-free so that you can get to your kids quicker. You can get to your self-defense tools mm-hmm. faster when you don't have things in your hand. And um, so definitely check that out. Um, Emily, do you have any discount codes for Taser or... I have, and I'll put them in the show notes. I don't know them off the top of my head because for each one of these, they're slightly different. Okay. Um, but I do have them. I'll put them in the- Are they on your website? Are they in your uh, blog post? I need to add them to that. Okay, great. So I will add it to that and I will add it to the show notes. No, that would be great because then you guys can get a discount um, if you use these discount codes for these products. You have one for Taser too, right? Doesn't Alexa yeah, I do. We, yeah, Alexa does. We partnered with Taser Defense. I think it's Alexa 25 and you can get 25% off. You know, these things aren't cheap. The Tasers no. are, are pretty pricey, but the, you're talking about the company that makes the same Tasers for law enforcement. Right. So you know you're getting a quality product. We wouldn't promote products that weren't quality that we we knew didn't have the backing of the testing and everything with them. And so, yeah, Taser Defense is a fantastic company. Um, and then uh, I don't have, I don't personally have one for Kimber. So uh, yeah, that's know. actually, I was going to say, I don't have one for that one either, but those I'll are relatively have. inexpensive. They're about 38 to maybe $50, just depending. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Kimber's website, you know, so that's a, and then they, they, you know, self-defense tools range in, <laughs> in, in costs, but Right. So you've got several other options though on on yeah. this um, article. So definitely take some time to go find out and go read about it, and then also browse around on the website too because you just you've got great information there. Thanks. Yeah, I also You're have a, a huge post on situational awareness that I don't think can ever hurt anyone rereading. No, I I I just reread it the other day just for a good refresher and a reminder and because I I find myself doing the same thing. I'll be driving down the road and I'm like, how did I just get here? I know. Where was I? What was I just thinking about for I don't know, 30 minutes. So uh, by the which time is kind of scary. Listening to this, I will have that post updated with the codes. Perfect. Awesome. And I'll give you guys one more discount code. Uh, as a lot of you know, we are back ordered and sold out again for Alexa. So <laughs> if you get a back order in, we are going to help you out and you can save 15% and get free shipping. But as soon as November 20th gets here and we get our new shipment in, everything's going back up to full price. So if you want to get any any orders in right now, uh, use Alexo VIP and it'll save you some money and it'll save you on the shipping as well. Yeah. Join team Alexo. Join team Alexo. Yeah. All of you on team Alexo. We have a great team. Team Alexo is just rocking. So I, I want more of you on the team. I would love to have you on there. So so join, come join. All right, Emma, I think that was good. I think that was some really good information and I hope that people learned something from this right. today. 
And we want to get your feedback as always. We want to hear what you want to what you want to learn about, what you want to know more about. If we can dive into a subject a little bit deeper, just send yeah, us a, send us, us a direct message. Uh, you can find us at Not Your Average Gun Girls on Instagram. Uh, you can find us at Stommy Tactical on Instagram at Alexa Athletica at the Amy Robbins. I mean, we're all over social media, so we're pretty easy to get in touch with. But if you will send a message to Not Your Average Gun Girls, definitely we will get that and make sure that we respond and, and all that. How's the Follow Fridays going? We still taking submissions for that? We are, but they've been a little weak, I have to say. What? Get your we submissions need, in, ladies. We need that crew of uh, ladies and women to send those in so we can start promoting and letting people know about you and, and who you are and start getting that, your story out there. We know they're out there we see your posts on instagram all the time so just send you don't even have to go take a new picture just right. send, us, send us a picture that you've already taken and you've already posted on instagram this is for follow friday and we really just want to send people your way continue to show people and other women like you that they're um that you're not alone that this is a growing community this is a very accepting community and so it doesn't matter your age it doesn't matter um it doesn't matter anything. We're, we are featuring anyone who wants to send us a photo. So just send us a picture, send us a story and tell us why you are not the average gun girl. And uh, we will offer you the chance to be the post, the, yep. the feature, the feature of the Follow Friday. Friday. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Excellent. Until we will see week. you back until next week. Y'all have a good one. Bye. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.